The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, dear Sangha, welcome. Welcome to day two of a series on inner and outer harmony, qualities that we can cultivate that help engender, promote inner and outer harmony. Yesterday, we covered the wisdom of practicing for the benefit of ourselves and for others and for ourselves and others at the same time and for all beings. Today, I'm just going to touch on the many benefits, personal and interpersonal benefits of goodwill, loving kindness. It's one of the qualities that the Buddha taught about both as a meditative practice, as a quality of mind, heart, and as an invaluable quality in the ways that we show up with other people. And most of his teachings were about the Sangha, but he also taught this to lay people, daily life. It's well documented, both in the ancient Buddhist teachings and in modern science, that there are many benefits of cultivating an attitude, a disposition of goodwill, kindness, metta. So I'm just going to start with inviting you to take in some of the different translations for the word metta, most often called loving kindness. Just feel them in your body and feel maybe a memory or a felt sense of what resonates in your own life, in your circumstances, your personality. Okay, so the word cloud, because there's no one single translation for any poly word, it seems, is metta as Friendliness, non-hatred, sympathy, amity, kindness, benevolence, beneficent. Goodwill, love, and active interest in others. Active interest in others. So maybe some of these qualities seem familiar. Maybe all of them do. Either having been on the receiving end of them or feeling them, noticing them in your life. And it's really true that for many people, Gil Fronsto being one of them, loving kindness and compassion can naturally lead to the emergence, can naturally come from the emergence of mindfulness practice. So for some people, the cultivation of this practice, mindfulness practice, just kind of at some point transforms their hearts the way they show up. And for others, it's also helpful to cultivate it directly. And the Buddha offers practices for that. 
specific ones. I'll explore the benefits and techniques in detail of that practice, actually in a loving kindness, an introduction to loving kindness course that I'm teaching in March through the Sati Center. So I'm not going to really go into it here. So today, I'm actually mostly going to talk about how those benefits support our overall meditation practice and relationships. So we um, get to the right page. A kind attitude, an inner posture of goodwill in the mind and the heart is a huge benefit, a huge boon, support for mindfulness practice, insight practice. Some of the um, known benefits, both in the ancient discourses and in modern science, include a reduction of anxiety, lessening ill will or hostility, enhancing concentration, bolstering confidence. And all of this, of course, bolsters the capacity for clear seeing, insight. And all of this can emerge, as I was saying, naturally from dedicated mindful awareness practice over years or from the specific practices and techniques the Buddha outlines. Part of the way that the attitude, either way, it becomes a part of our hearts and minds, a natural part. Part of the way that the attitude and practice of metta, goodwill towards ourselves and others, does this is by reducing preoccupation. Reducing preoccupation, especially self-judgment and self-criticism, but also inordinate judgment, criticism, or blame of other people. And it makes sense, right? I, if I'm preoccupied on what they did wrong or what I did wrong, mind is agitated. It kind of stins. And that, it's not so conducive to a peaceful meditation. It's not so conducive to a peaceful mind and heart and life. So the calming of that, the settling of that, and eventually the lessening of it as a treat of this tendency to blame or judge or criticize, all of that has benefits that bolster maturity and inclusion in our hearts and minds and meditation practice. And it has health benefits, it turns out. Better sleep, improved immune response, and better mental health. And all of these are outlined, maybe not using those specific words, in the Buddha's ancient teachings. And they're also touched on in a lot of the contemporary science. And of course, these qualities don't just appear in and benefit our meditation and one's personal experience. They spill over into the rest of our lives and benefit relationships. Every interaction we have. There's a story, I've told this recently in another context. The story about a wise gatekeeper that highlights this. 
So picture back in ancient India, Bronze Age, and there was all these different little city-states sprinkled around. And there's one or more gatekeepers at each one, and um, their job is to kind of monitor who flows through and who comes out, and also to orient newcomers, right? Tell them where to go or help them get settled in just a little bit, give them directions. So there's a wise gatekeeper at this ancient gate of this little city. And one day a group of people comes through, getting ready to settle, and the head of household asks the gatekeeper, thanks for all the information. You know what I really want to know? Tell me what people are like here. And the gatekeeper contemplates for a moment, and they look at the person and they say, What were people like where you came from? And the person says, oh, they were awful, mean, conniving. You couldn't trust them, impolite, rude. And the gatekeeper kind of nods and says, I think you'll find people much like that here. The group goes on and a few hours pass and another family comes by and that head of household ends up asking the gatekeeper much the same question. So tell us, what are the people like here? And the gatekeeper asks the same question back. What were they like where you were? And this person said, wow, you know, we came here for this new job, but we didn't want to leave. They were trustworthy, kind, really had your back. They did Everything good neighbors would do, we're really going to miss them. Good people. The gatekeeper nods sagely and says, I think you'll find people much like that here. So as the story highlights, of course, the mental templates, the predispositions that we carry around influence all of our interactions, all of our relationships just as they influence our relationships with ourselves. And this might seem really obvious until one looks at the opposite, right? The habit of criticizing oneself or others. Many of us in Western culture might default to criticizing ourselves. And this can often flip to being critical of other people, particularly in conflict. And the Buddha points out the dangers of this attitude toward conflict. He says, and this this comes from the Dhammapada. During conflict, it's easy to see the faults of others, but hard to see one's own. If one focuses on others' faults and constantly takes offense, one's own toxins flourish. One's own toxins flourish. That can be true even if we're overly focused on our own defects, right? It's really important not to take on all the blame or to shift all the blame somewhere else rather than blame. The practice or the emergence of metta kindness asks us to notice, to learn, with a sense of compassionate understanding for foibles, our own and others. 
bitter seeds of blame or criticism reap a bitter fruit in the mind and heart and in our relationships, right? And happily, the opposite is also true. Kindness and goodwill create a beneficial resonance. They're contagious. This from Dr. David Hamilton. An act of kindness is like a pebble dropped in a pond. Just as the pebble lifts lily pads at the other side of the pond, so an act of kindness lifts the person you help and also many others connected to that person. As their own spirits are lifted, their behavior towards others is kinder too. So as many of you have heard me talk about, there is this ripple effect of our practice of kindness that has an uplifting effect on our lives, on our relationships, physical health, and the well-being of others in ever-widening ripples. So over the next 24 hours, perhaps notice. Notice how you already might bring all these different flavors of metta, goodwill, to your meditation practice or your life or your interactions. And notice where you might want to bring in just a little bit more. Maybe talk about it with a friend or write about it or just take a moment or two in your downtime. So those are my reflections for today. Thank you. So let's just say little dedication of the benefits of our practice. May all beings everywhere be happy. May all beings be safe. May all beings be peaceful. And may all beings everywhere be free. <laughs>